Welcome to the Sexy Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that turns dog training on its tail with a whirlwind of fun and games that achieve real life results for you and your dog. Each episode is a treasure trove of inventive games-based training solutions supported by our Games Club, the ultimate dog training membership with a team of pro dog trainers helping you every step of the way 24-7. Think of us as your go-to squad of dog experts. I'm Lauren Langman, a top-level agility competitor. I've competed and won all over the world and at the largest show in the world, Crufts, with my superstar Blink. I'm a Sunday Times best-selling author, owner of one of the largest dog training facilities in the whole of the UK, and a founder of the Sexy and the Squirrel Challenge, a challenge that has helped over 140,000 dog owners just like you to get real-life results. Our team consists of experts in scent work, detection, search and rescue, tracking, agility, obedience, heel work to music, the intricacies of why your dog does exactly what they do, naughty but nice, behavioural problems and so much more. We're here to help you be the very best dog owner that you can be for your dog. In our world, you'll become more mesmerising to your dog than the juicy marinating steak on the counter or the mysterious smelly thing on the side of the road. Yes, you really can become even more tantalising than fox poo and even the local jogger. Our mission, we know how to make you the apple of your dog's eye by tapping into the transformational power of play and learning through games. Whether you're wrangling a bitey, sharky puppy or teaching an old dog new tricks, the Sexy Than a Squirrel podcast is packed with creative strategies and supporting advice for you. Become the most thrilling part of your dog's world. Ready, set, play. Welcome to the Sexy Than a Squirrel podcast powered by the Games Club. Today, I'm joined by the wonderful Dave. Dave has worked with all breeds, all sizes, all ages, all stages, and most of all, operational dogs. Dogs who search out people, dogs who literally detect drugs, dogs who have a real job. And we're talking today motivation, because one of the things I most commonly see in dog owners in their dog training is that actually they struggle with keeping a dog on board opting in and motivated. And when I'm watching, I know there are simple solutions that we can work through together to help them. What do you think, Dave? Well, first of all, what an introduction. So thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, motivation, um, it, it, it underpins everything for, for me. And like you say, whether it's working with, um, you know, operational uh, working dogs or, or pet owners, naughty but nice dogs, I think the more you can get the dogs motivated and engaged, the better your results will be. And when we think motivation, I think that so many people think it means it must be toys or it must be food or it must be um, a game. Actually, for me, it can be all of the things. And I've watched you work with Malinois, um, Labradors, Cocker Spaniels. Um, I've watched you work with Corgis. I've watched you work with crossbred dogs. I've watched you work with Springers. I've watched you work with Pointers, Vimeranas. Wieslers, like pretty much everything I've seen you work with. And yet I would say, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, you would tailor your approach to each dog and you will observe each dog as to what you're doing. Yeah, always. And I, I think this is, you know, really important when you're an owner, a dog trainer, an instructor, you, you've got to train the dog that's in front of you. And I think sometimes that's the the trap people fall into. We we very hung up on methods or toys or certain things that we do but sometimes you've got to look at that dog in front of you and and work with the dog and like you say whether that'll be a toy whether it be food whether it just be simply movement from you as a as an owner or a, a trainer or an instructor without any toys how do you move your body how do your facial expressions communicate with the dog there's so many ways you can 
tweak and build and delve into motivating the dog that it doesn't all just re- revolve around chasing toys or biting bite tugs or, or you know taking food and eating food there's so many different things that motivate dogs and it's our job to tap into the dog that's in front of us and and get the best out of them now recently in games club uh we have a video there dave where we were working with um a young dog and has the attention span of a gnat i know that all of our listeners are going yeah i got one of those and this little dog was definitely 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 uh, not the most attentive and yet we were playing toy games and we were playing um some food games let's maybe talk through and this is in the games club so if you're in the games club it's all there for you but let's maybe just talk through a couple of these games and the games i'm thinking dave um if you want to um explain is is kind of misses so i want to explain misses but before we do misses we probably just need to do engage right so actually how we get the dog to engage now obviously this is a podcast so you guys are at home i'd much prefer it that you weren't listening to the podcast you're actually watching us and that you can do in the games club and i'll tell you about how to get into the games club if you're not already in a minute but dave how do people um go wrong here because when i watch I see this go very wrong. But when you and I are playing this with our dogs, getting the dog engaged on food or toys and then getting the dog to miss on food or toys, I think we've pretty much got the balance right there. What am I talking about? Yeah, so engagement is the key for for me to get in that motivation. And I think what's really important is that people, when they start motivation, they focus so much on toys and getting the dog to chase things and miss things um we sometimes get lost in actually the the fundamental part is that the dog is engaging with us either as an owner or or a trainer um so it's really important we actually play some games that really get the dog tied in to us and this is why i really like um so i have a saying when when we're when we're building engagement and motivation that if if you don't feel stupid you're not doing it right um and i think this is the key number one rule with everything you've got to be fun and silly and um get the dog really tuned into you so whether it's laughing and joking whether it's like making high-pitched noises um really get the dog tuned into you so what i really really like to do is um load my hands up with food um to start with and just make lots of movements back lots of high-pitched noises so the dog is actually really tuned in going what on earth is this guy doing like we want the dog to go oh my god this guy's a little bit crazy we're gonna have to go and see what he's actually got and and he's gonna have to have something worth um working for so i think it starts off with with you as a trainer and an owner and and an instructor um and, and having that fun with the dog um be, because every dog will want to have fun um and when we talk about motivation sometimes we say oh the dog's not interested in the toy or the dog's not interested in this food show me a dog that doesn't want to have fun um because they all want to have fun and that's what we've got to tap into to start with i love that it's kind of like saying um look at that freaking nutty guy over there how can i not they're like oh my goodness look how mad he is look how crazy he is. i gotta pay attention to him um and that is there is that level of like how like you can't just sort of stand there with the food it's not the food that's the for my dogs it's not the food that's the exciting bit it's what yeah. i do with or how i yeah. use the food. 
the, the movements I make or the animations I make or the noises I make. And I know that all of my clients at home, obviously at the training center uh, at Bowerland, they will be saying things like, um, why is my dog so interested in you? Or why do my dogs always want to chase you? Or what is it? What is it? How do you make that noise? And I'm like, it's not the noise. It's the whole energy you make it with. And it's the whole sort of what you bring to it. Like I am not taking no for an answer when they are looking at me and they're going, uh, should I do this or should I do that? I'm like, you're doing this. Come on. Like, this is what you're doing. Like we're going to, I am going to move so fast or I'm going to, um, spin on you or I'm gonna like change something up like I'm not really giving you a choice just like you said you're gonna be so so you're gonna be so in tune to what they need that they're not gonna you're not gonna lose them in motivation yeah. um that, that could be food that could be toy that could be all the things like you said grabbing a handful of food and for us here at absolute dogs we ditch the bowl so that's just part of their daily dinner it's just a dinner you're not using treats you're using their dinner um yeah. and so I think that's, that's really important to acknowledge so um getting a dog on board and getting them and, and you're moving around with them right Dave first stages yeah, first stage. And keep it short as well. I see sometimes pe- people talk about, oh, my dog's not engaged with me. The dog's not motivated. But, but they've been doing things for like 15, 20 minutes with, yeah. with a dog that is struggling to be engaged and motivated. So for me, we always start off really, really short, really sharp sessions. It might literally just be 20 or 30 seconds of lots of fast movements, lots of getting the dog engaged and then just finish. Because the more you you overcook it, um, the less the dog is then going to engage and and what you want to do is always make that a really positive experience and make it short and sharp get the dog really engaged get the dog motivated and and then this is the really really important thing i always want to finish a game of engagement or motivation when the dog is at the highest level of motivation and engagement and i want to just finish it so the dog thinks oh my god what's happened there Next time we start to play the game, the dog's like, oh, I'm going to have to work even harder this time because it just got switched off um, quite quickly. And I think sometimes if you overcook it or you you spend too much time, the dog's performance just dips. Then you finish on a on a low point and the dog's like, oh, yeah, that was we want the dog going. Oh, my God, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. He's, he stopped it. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? Absolutely. And I think that's what you see when um, we filmed recently together, Dave, um, we were filming with a young dog like, and she was scatty, like she was everywhere but with us at first. Um, and I think it's that this is such a cool opportunity. The sessions are short and sweet. You're not going to get it forever. Make the most of it and try hard. Um, and so they sort of push a little bit harder on it. And I would say that's a very typical problem. It's one that we come up against a lot with owners is they do go on too long. So games go on too long. Uh, experiences go on too long. Like you can have too much of a good thing. I had dinner last night, actually. I had Thai and I ate way too much and it doesn't feel good. Like don't overdo it. Like it makes sense not to overeat. Um, and it's the same with the dogs. Like you don't need to overdo it. I think it's important. I felt ill actually for about half an hour. I was walking around going, Matt's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I just ate too much. Like I just ate too much. I'm just greedy. Um, and I think it's really important that you acknowledge with the dogs. It's the same thing. You'll have dogs like Blink and I know you uh, with this it they will keep going they will keep going and they keep going and they keep going but actually you don't get better work out of them you're not getting your best quality out of them you should have probably stopped 10 minutes ago but actually i know that we get a bit addicted right oh uh, it, it's really difficult and, and anyone who's who's trained with me who um who's seen me my favorite i'm like one more one more and everyone's like no no um so it is really difficult because when the dogs are engaged and when they are motivated you just want to try and squeeze a bit more and a bit more and a bit more and and that's that's what makes really good trainers and owners um you know to actually recognize right i'm at the peak of what i'm getting here let's stop it now 
let's park it and let's come back to another session but you're right it's addictive and it's really really difficult to to do and i definitely fall in the do as i say not as i do camp with this (laughs) i love that the honesty there so games club we talk a lot about motivation in games club and i know dave uh, you and i recently obviously uh, did something in games club uh, about this and and really getting dogs that um want to work with us and dogs on board whether it's a game like paint the town red which effectively is your food follow or whether it's misses which we can talk about in a second if you haven't already joined the games club now is an amazing time to join the games club dave you love the games in games club right it's brilliant, and and Games Club is is so good because it's so accessible for everyone. Like there's a there's literally I know this sounds a little bit cliche, but there's literally a game for everyone and every dog, and and that's what makes it so great because you know you've got to train the dog that's in front of you. So sometimes you've got to try all these different games to work out which one it is the dog really enjoys and which one you're really good at as well. And and you know when we we talk about misses, it's those mechanical skills as an owner and a and a trainer that sometimes you just need a bit of um a little bit of work on so yeah games club is is brilliant for for the dog not only for the dogs but also for for owners to build their own skills and um those mechanical skills as well which is so important especially for engagement and motivation now, Games Club right now is £5 uh, to get in. And I think that's a really amazing opportunity. It's a new year. It's a new start. It's a new chance for your dog to be able to have way more fun and you to be able to engage with your dog and actually speak their language. And just like Dave said, there's a game for everyone. The cool thing about Games Club, you can make your own playlists. You can take other people's playlists. You can take our playlist. We have a weekly challenge. And right now we are in the middle of a monthly challenge because we know that January is a hard month sometimes. And we know that it makes a massive mega difference to have uh, someone really guiding you through an experience and showing you that this is where it's at. It's January. I get it might be miserable unless you're in Australia. I I hear you. Uh, But it it is miserable sometimes as a month. This is the sort of thing that can help us stay on track and also make a difference to dog training. So if you haven't already joined it, absolutedogs.me forward slash join the club. Where on earth have you been? It's five pounds. Get in there. It's an amazing, incredible opportunity. There's new badges in there that you get complete. 10 days to stop pulling, 10 days to stop jumping, 10 days to stop stealing, 10 days to stop barking. Like literally they're all there waiting for you on top of literally a massive like library of games where you get to pick and handpick your games for your dog and make them into a bit of a roadmap. Um, And what I love is it's bespoke. Now, Dave, we played a game uh, recently uh, misses uh, only once you've got engagement can you play misses for motivation and I love this game and I I rarely say it but you know what you completely outclass me on this game to the point that I'm like just show me again just show me again your timing is like Malinois timing which I think is way better than Lauren's timing uh, because I typically have not really had to work with many Malinois it's just not the dog that I, that I own um, and so tell me a little bit about the miss game and why it works and why you're better at it than I am well, nobody wants what we call Mali fingers. Um, so, when, you know, they're so fast and you've got things in your hands, they will nip you and like you end up with cuts and scars all over your hands. So they really do teach you to be quick and um, and fast. But the, the Mrs. Game um, it, it is, it is a really important game. But like you say, it, it can only come once you've got that real engagement because what we want to do when we start to build misses in is we want to know that the dog is really motivated to to either grab the food out of your hand or grab the the toy that it's chasing um but then what we want to do with misses is actually say to the dog that 
you've got to be quicker and you've got to be faster and you've got to be stronger and you've got to be more determined. So when they're chasing that boy. You've even gone down a song at that route. You've got to be quicker, you've got to be faster, you've got to be stronger. I was like feeling like a Beyonce moment. We're going to overlay something on this, can't we? And then we we build a motivation dance as we're doing it as well. This this is the way forward. So, yeah, you want to do all of those things to get the dog really, really moving and, and really chasing because when you then get the dog to miss, so literally just at the point the dog is about to grab hold of what it is you've got you're gonna really quick move it out of the way either back across the dog or away from the dog so that the dog literally snaps and misses and then has to work even harder to to get it um and this is why it's really important when you're working with dogs like malinois you are really quick um otherwise they catch you and you end up with mally fingers and I love that, that you uh, clarify Mally fingers, because that's a whole new terminology. For uh, but I definitely would say that you, two really key points with that game. One, your dog must be ready for it in the first place. And two, you must yeah. be ready for your mechanics. So sometimes practice away from it. Again, something that we show you in Games Club. If you're not there, get involved in Games Club. We want you in there. We want to help dogs with motivation. Now, I suppose before we head out of here, Dave, um, why is motivation important and why is it going to help? Let's just do a quick tip to tennis so as in why it helps. And for me, motivation helps with day-to-day life, things that happen that are difficult. Um, for example, when I'm out and about, the other day I saw deer, I'm out with nine dogs. Like that is not ideal when you see deer just hop across your path. I'm not saying the dogs are, are going to do anything horrible, that, that you've just got nine dogs and it's already going to get them all a little bit flighty when you have nine deer hopping around as well. Um, so for me, motivation and, and toy work and, and being able to have them know that I've got a good deal is really cool. Like when I do... My dogs are turning. There is no way they're carrying on. And you guys listening at home might be like, wow, like that doesn't sound real. Um, or others might be going, yeah, I've got that. Depends on where you sit. But for me, that is a must. Like I, I can't have dogs that, that find the world more exciting than me because it's just not going to work for me to be able to live the life I want to live with my dogs, uh, which is off lead and having a lot of freedom. Um, and so for me, motivation takes it up a notch when it comes to distractions. Um, what's uh, one of your uh, reasons, like reasons or, or tips for sort of having uh, that motivation or what, what's the purpose in it for you? Yeah, the, the big one for me is is being able to um, reinforce your dog's behaviours. Um, so you, getting good motivation and good engagement with, with your dogs, um, you know, for me, forms part of that ABC um, of doing things with dogs. So making sure that when, when they're giving you good behaviours, you're able to reinforce it with something that they find really motivating because the more reinforcing it will be for them the more often that behavior is going to occur so the more motivation you can get when the dogs are behaving in the way you want them to the stronger that behavior is going to become and the easier they're going to then going to be to manage and 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 ultimately live with absolutely brilliant and i think within that i think it's also really nice to establish actually just what you said there which is you know what, not every dog likes the same thing. And and is it, what is motivating that dog? So let's not use things that don't motivate that dog. So for example, I know you were working with a dog recently and and, um, she loved a a tennis ball, but not necessarily a Kong as much as you needed, maybe that type of situation. Well, okay, we'd love them to love the Kong, but that is not their number one thing. And we've tried really hard, but that is not going to be what floats their boat. Let's try something else. And actually we still can find something really, really brilliant. It's just not the Kong. It's that type of scenario that actually you can really, um, and if you force the wrong thing onto a dog then ultimately you may never see their true motivation yeah and, and that's the that's the key point because the the only 
the only way you'll know whether the dog is motivated by something is if the dog tells you and the way the dog's going to tell you is by their behavior um and it's a really key point because like my little dog for example she will only play with the tiniest kong you can get it's a it's a real nightmare but if i was to give her um like a normal sized red kong on a rope and i started trying to get her engaged in that game she would hate it in, in fact i'd almost be punishing her because she'd be like well, what on earth are you doing to me here and she, does. Um, she looks at you doesn't she like what literally yeah she's, she's, she honestly is, she's disgusted she's horrified she looks at you like you are actually actively insulting me dave in fact yeah. i'm going to be david just because you should not be doing that and she just gives you this look like horrified and you pick up a little baby pink and yes listeners at home dave has a baby pink kong and he picks up the baby pink kong and she is like her eyes light up she's like bright eyed bushy tailed and she's ready and actively engaged for the kong like completely like worlds apart right dave yeah. And, the, and like you say, that this is what's really important when we're talking about motivation, when we're talking about engagement, we've got to make sure that what we're using is what the dog enjoys and what the dog finds motivating. So, you know, you can go to the pet store and see all these weird and wonderful and wacky toys and all these great things. But the only way you'll know is when your dog tells you. Yeah, no, absolutely true. And um, my last one, and um, reasons for for getting motivation, it for me is relationship. Like you establish a relationship with the dog that you're a good deal. I think establishing that you're a good deal with a dog. Um, I just I, I enjoy the relationship that that comes alongside that because uh, they you have good things to offer, they have good things to offer. There's a nice partnership developing. I think so many people try to make a dog actively fit their box, and for me the partnership is never going to be there while you're not reading the dog and you're not working with the dog in front of you. And so for me, relationship, it really motivation, desire, drive helps relationship. And because I work sporting dogs and I love working um, or working breeds. And I mean, I love all dogs, but I love seeing how you can light up a dog's world when you get motivation. Right. Like I love, I love working a dog who's all in. I don't care whether they're a Corby or a great Dane or a, I was training last week and I was training a great Dane. And the week before that I was training a, a mini pincher um so absolutely hilarious little dog both of them fantastic largely because they're on board so i think having a dog on board just makes a difference right yeah yeah 100 percent. i think you've hit the the word on the head it's, it's all about partnership um and i think it's also understanding that you know there's no such thing as a perfect dog either um there's always things you'll need to work on as a partnership that you know you need to be better as an owner the dog needs to be better in certain areas and and having that motivation and engagement not because it also talks we're also talking about motivation of not just the dogs it's the motivation of the partnership and and you've hit the nail on the head there having good motivation builds that partnership and and just enriches both the dog's life and you as a as an owner's life you know what you're like and i'm the same and um, we only trained a, a few weeks ago and when we were training like it lit me up to see the little dog i was working with light up and you're the same i was working um, with you and, and the dog you were working with and you were lit up at just how great they are like it lights us up as dog trainers that is a big part of the pulse isn't it like you're seeing yeah. results it gives you purpose and it gives you mission and you're like look at that like that whereas who really wants a dog that doesn't want to work with them and who really wants an owner that isn't enjoying it like the dog and the owner it's no fun for anyone if the motivation's wrong right yeah yeah it's all it's partnership it's got to be motivating for the owner motivating for the dog 
Uh, and ultimately, it just makes life brilliant, doesn't it? Like you say, when you've got a, an in-tune partnership with, with anything you do, um, it just makes life better. So much fun. So motivation, guys, there's so much that you can do. There's so much out there, whether it be activation and engagement, like Dave and I were just, just talking about, whether it's misses, whether it's acknowledging the individual things that each and every dog wants and the nuances and the, the quirks within the dog's sort of preferences. You know what? There's a lot there. We want you to be part of the Games Club. If you're not already part of the Games Club, get on Facebook and get on uh, our website and join the Games Club right now. It's five pounds. What the hell are you waiting for? Play more games with your dog. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your dog's mental health literally we want you there dave thank you so much for joining us i definitely feel another one coming and i know the perfect topic i'm not going to share it with these guys just let yeah i know they're excited that was this episode of the sex in the scroll podcast we will see you for next week's episode make sure you play the challenge make sure you get involved and most importantly share it with all of those you know because we want to make the dog training space a better place 